0: Hey, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Investment News Podcast. I'm Jeff Benjamin, co hosting along with Bruce Kelly. And we are talking today with Elizabeth Heise, Chief Marketing Officer at Barnum Financial Group, a $30 billion advisory firm based in Shelton, Connecticut. What we're going to talk about today, we normally obviously focus on the wealth management space because our audience is financial advisors, financial intermediaries, all kinds of financial people. This topic is something that that came to my attention a little bit ago when I was talking to Elizabeth. It's uh, we're gonna talk about the growth mindset. It's something that can be applied to anyone in, in anywhere in their life. But Elizabeth's gonna to talk to us about how she kind of discovered, not discovered it, but she it, she learned about it and how she started to apply it to the, I think, 500 people working at Barnum Financial Group. And we're going to hear about the, you know, how that all unfolded and all that good stuff. But uh, first of all, Elizabeth, how are you doing? And thanks for being here.
1: Oh, my pleasure. My pleasure. Thanks, Jeff. I'm great.
0: Yeah. Well, let, let's start from the beginning then. Um, <laughs> what is the growth mindset? It sounds Really vague. It sounds like something you might focus on at Burning Man or something (laughs) like that. But uh, let's let's get into this. What is this thing? Yes,
1: yes. Let's dive. Let's definitely dive right in. So it's the researched work of Dr. Carol Dweck. Let's start there. She is the one who who researched mindset and and brought the concept of growth mindset and fixed mindset mainstream. Okay. So what we learned from Dr. Dweck is people who have a growth mindset are people who believe that your talents can be developed. Uh, People who have a growth mindset believe in the process of learning. Uh, People who have a growth mindset believe that their true potential is unknown. And the opposite of a growth mindset, Jeff, is what Dr. Dweck describes as a fixed mindset. So a fixed mindset is where you believe your abilities are capped. You were born with certain traits, and that's really all there is to it.
0: That seems pretty straightforward. I'm assuming there's a way to change your mindset, though, or maybe, as you explained to me it, it, it to me earlier or a week or so ago, it's not that one is good and one is bad, right? There are yeah. There's a time and a place for all of it, right?
1: What 100 percent. What what research shows is that people who have a growth mindset tend to achieve more. Uh-huh. And um, nobody has, Jeff, usually w- in my keynotes, when I go through the definitions of growth and fixed, everybody likes to assume they have a growth mindset, right? And yeah, sure. <laughs> everyone's putting <laughs> themselves in that bucket and they're putting like their boss, their husband, their friend in, in the fixed mindset bucket. <laughs> it's, easy to, right. it's easy to point fingers. But the truth is, is that none of us are purely growth or purely fixed. Your mindset, is it's situational. It's based on what you're facing in that moment.
0: All right, now I want you to tell me, because you didn't always know all this cool stuff about growth mindset. Tell me how... This came into your life, and and how you employed it, or helped, kind of, I guess, engineer it or steer it through the the lifeblood of Barnum Financial.
1: So, um, in in my role at the time, I sat in on a lot of meetings with financial advisors, helping them to build their practices. And we would always have great conversations. But somewhere in the conversation, the advisor would always ask the same question: Right, what is my practice missing? What am I uh, not doing that other advisors are doing what's what's new and i felt like jeff mm-hmm. they were always looking for something tangible they were looking for me to give them a, a marketing opportunity a new report a new product right something tangible mm-hmm. and that got a little bit daunting in every meeting right so i kind of i kind of turned the tables on on myself a little bit cuz i was also thinking in my head, like I was I was also missing something from a career standpoint. My boss had asked me to do some growth mindset research. He wanted me to plan a meeting and have growth mindset be the theme, be the theme. So I started to do a little research myself. And I was just blown away.
0: This was what, two years ago,
1: roughly? This was 2016. And I just instantly became obsessed with her research and and to your point, the stories that are out there. So I started to apply what I learned on myself. And I noticed a difference instantly. And then I started to just teach it. And it, it just really Took off because the principles are so applicable.
0: Talk about how it can be applied. I mean, this seems a little oversimplified to just say, I'm going to believe that I'm a better person than I really am or or something like (laughs) that. Yes. Yes. Because I I always try that and it doesn't always work. (laughs)
1: 100%. 100%. So, especially with financial advisors, where it comes into play when I would do my keynotes, you know, everybody would, would politely applause, but then afterwards I would get notes like, Hey, I really want to take, I really want to get my CFP. I really want to take that exam, but I'm scared. What if, what if I fail? Mm -hmm. What's my team going to think of me, you know, or I really want to get, I really want to get better at uh, a certain type of phone call, but I just can't seem, I just can't seem to role play in practice. Right. Mm -hmm. Or I really want to incorporate X into my practice, whether it could be a financial planning model, It, it could be a new technology platform, but they're just not doing it because they've they put some sort of limitation on themselves. Right. I'm not good with technology. I'm not good with taking tests. And they're not even realizing that that's a that's a false limiting statement. That's a a fixed statement.
0: Is it that easy at least to start this mindset by just avoiding or forcing yourself to avoid limiting statements?
1: So like anything, if you want to change, you need to know where you're starting. You need to know your starting Mm -hmm. point. If you want to change your golf score, what's your score now? If you wanna uh, you know, change what you weigh, what you bench press, you have to know your current status. It's the same thing with your mindset. Your mindset are the, are the thoughts that are going on in your head. If you wanna change those thoughts, step one is, do you even know what they are? That's that's where it starts. It starts with that that awareness of thought and slowing the mind down for a split second to say, am I in a growth mindset or am I in a fixed mindset? And do I wanna switch it? Because like you said in the beginning, you don't always have to switch it.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I've become a little bit obsessed with this over the past few weeks since we first talked, and and I started listening to podcasts on it and stuff, and there's a lot of information out there on this. Some of it's deeper than others, but one thing I picked up, just this one line I got out of one of the podcasts I was listening to, this person was saying, you know, instead of thinking about finish what you start, thinking about start what you finish, meaning start things that you can finish like you know if you' you're thinking about a giant big project you I don't know it was just a cool concept and I started thinking about that I started doing it in my own life even little things like making my bed yeah instead of not making my bed I'm looking at that like yeah it's gonna take me a minute yes you know what I mean Yes.
1: and I think Jeff what what you could be applying to as well is um a growth mindset focuses on behaviors versus versus the result. So if, if we put that to your golf analogy right not focusing on your score at the end of 18, but you're focusing on the behaviors during the game whatever those whatever those may be for you as a, a financial advisor, what are the behaviors you need to be doing every week whether it's contacting clients about the market, whether it's uh, you know uh, making X amount of phone calls, um, you know whatever those may be, focusing on those, not the outcome of what those calls are, just the behaviors.
0: You told me a couple of examples of people that might say, I don't want to go get my CFP because I'm not good at taking tests or something like that. Or, or or something you said, you talked about, a somebody says, I'm not good with numbers, so I'm not going to do that. H- how did you spread this throughout the 500 employees at Barnum Financial? And how, I'm sure that's an ongoing process because it's, I'm sure... Since you've been working on it, there's probably been a turnover of employees and, and so forth, and it's a lot of people to get motivated, isn't it?
1: It, it is, but the, j- just like you said how you read about it and got ups- and got obsessed with it, I think what growth and mind and fixed mindset does is it gives definition to what people are already thinking and feeling. So I you know, through a series of presentations, right? I would present to one small, cohort of employees, then I'd move to another cohort. And then sure enough, I was doing it in front of everybody. Because it's applicable to every aspect of your life, to your point, to your work life, to your parenting, to your to to every friendship. If 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 you're a coach, right? No matter what you do, these concepts are applicable. After you define them in my keynote, I just go through so many examples of where it applies. And then Sure enough, afterwards, that's when you get people saying like, hey, I, I I noticed this about myself. How do I move past it? And then we could have a, you know, and then we have a conversation.
0: Yeah, it was it was funny when you were telling me about how it how it is over at Barnum right now. He's, some people say, where's your mindset at? Yes. <laughs> people are- yes,
1: yes, yes. It's ingrained in our culture now. Without a doubt, it's ingrained in our culture. And through research, Dr. Dweck also proved that companies take on a mindset. So in the financial services world, right, a lot of the firms, just like Barnum, we're, we're the same in a lot of ways. We're different in, in a lot of ways. But at the end of the day, right, we all offer products. We all want to service our clients. What makes this unique and different is our culture. And to have a culture of growth mindset, if the company itself embodies a growth mindset where employees and advisors feel free to make mistakes, take risks, take risks and be creative, that is just going to make the entire firm soar. Everybody is going to do better work. And when everybody does better work in a, in a better mental place, the, the firm is going to thrive.
0: Yeah, that was something that really struck me from our earlier conversation as well. You said that people are not afraid to try because they're not afraid to fail.
1: Growth mindset is about making mistakes and appreciating the process of learning. And, and companies... Say that, right? Growth mindset tends to be a buzzword, like you mentioned in the beginning. So, a lot of companies say it, but do you really believe that? And at, and at Barnum, and I could speak firsthand because in marketing, I have to endlessly try things and endlessly I'm failing at them, right? We have to try new campaigns, new ways to communicate, you know, uh, new creative content on social media. And if I'm in a space where I'm endlessly worried about, what people will think or what the action will, would be, I, I would never execute.
0: Do you do you think it's important that an entire company has this mindset? I'm sure it benefits, but if you're one person, you're you're saying I'm working for this company and I'm not afraid to fail. The company might say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, <laughs> we're not encouraging mistakes here," you know?
1: Yeah, and and that's a that's a great question. So you know, you have to fail fast, right? And making the same mistake over and over and over again is never good. But making a mistake, having the conversation of okay, what did I learn here, and then doing it again differently—I mean, that's growth right there. That's learning. That—that's resilience.
0: What do you think, Bruce? Could this uh, could this uh, dial up your golf game a little bit? My golf game is so bad, Jeff. I, there's
2: no—I mean, you'd have to have those electric paddles, you know, <laughs> that you rub together and and you know uh, and jump on top of. Me with and, and you know, and apply them to my ticket. Bruce, program. that sounds
1: very fixed mindset. Yeah, that's a fixed mindset. <laughs>
2: well, it's a bad, it's a bad fixed mindset. Um, what I wanted to ask, uh, Elizabeth about was this is very reminiscent of you know, uh, the old adage from the ancient Greeks the unexamined life is not worth living uh, to me. How does that jive with? what you know about this Elizabeth. Cause unlike Jeff, this is, this is all new to me. I had not, I had not heard about this stuff before.
1: Uh, that's, that's interesting perspective. I've, I've never made that correlation, but what's, that's a, it's a great comment, Bruce. I think what's coming up for me is um, story of two advisors that, that I know of um, and they came in the firm the exact same way right similar in a lot of ways came off of the college campus supportive family supportive managers supportive markets but 5 years into their career they kind of went on two different paths and and one of them out, outpaced the other and when i look at their careers i notice that when a, you know one of them we'll call him advisor b right when a, a training when we would introduce a new training concept he would never go when we would introduce a new technology platform he would he would never want to move his business or take the time to learn when we would introduce uh, some new sales scripts he would say now nah, only only the new advisors practice that
2: well that's the unexamined advisor's life
1: but the other one who took the opposite approach right wanted to learn everything wanted to go to training was not afraid to role play as a 10 year veteran advisor wasn't afraid to, to learn a new product and maybe sound awkward in client meetings, came in on Saturdays to, you know, to move his files in, into a new system. He, he outpaced them. So when, when I look at those two advisors, when you look at the unexamined life, it's just a series of little decisions, just to Jeff's point, these little decisions that ended up making a really big impact on their careers and their overall success. And that's what a growth mindset is. It's making a series of decisions and realizing their overall impact.
2: I know we're talking about the growth mindset here, but could I ask you just something that I'm very curious about when when it comes to RIAs and marketing? Mm -hmm. You know, watching the baseball playoffs and watching the NFL and everything like that and some cable news, it's basically what I watch on TV. You know, there's more and more ads on television for RIAs, creative planning, Fisher, a couple of others. Um, I was just curious about your take on that as a marketing pro is that useful do you think or is is that does that jibe with the growth mindset is that like a risk that more firms should be taking because to me it's you know we we grew up you know i remember the the old smith barney ads right mm-hmm. um you know from back in the day and the charging bull for merrill lynch and all that kind of stuff it's just interesting to me to see how firms are these huge rias like barnum are beginning to market themselves mm-hmm. And try to establish an identity in, in um, you know the consumer's
1: mind. Yeah, I I don't have a, a solid answer because I wish I did.
2: Just what's your impression? Yeah. That's all. My
1: my impression is is that we all are trying to do the same thing, right? We're all trying to to, to get known and and have people feel comfortable with with what every firm is trying to do. So
2: well you want to be a national or regional brand.
1: Yeah. And brands are built on it's simple. Do they know you? Do they like you? Do they trust you? That goes the same thing for people. It's the same thing for companies. You need to ask the question, are you known? And the only way to be known is is to be seen at, you know, at these at these types of events. I love to see traditional marketing though. I really do still love to see that. I love to still see billboards and commercials and stadium signages, right? All that stuff I I think is is tried and true, tested.
0: Interesting, Jeff. I want to I want to get back to how you kind of introduce this to your company you can't just put out a big memo i know you're the chief marketing officer you can pretty much do whatever you want <laughs> but you can't just put out a big memo and. So
2: people have tried to do yeah. that jeff though haven't they i mean
0: yeah you say hey we're all going to have a growth mindset now i mean even if you want it with all your heart where do you go what do you how do you get started how do you get a whole company on board
1: it 100 jeff and bruce starts with leadership so the leader of that organization has to be on board without uh-huh. a doubt because he or she will set that standard. So at Barnum our CEO was 100% on board. So he was able to incorporate it into all of his messaging and all of his coaching conversations. So that number one was extremely helpful. That support was 100% necessary. And then I went top down. Then I went to leadership and and got them on board. And not that I had to get them on board just to say, you know, everyone because the information was so applicable. Everybody was able to, you know, kind of do a little mini confession, right? Oh, I noticed I could be fixed mindset here, right? I I noticed this in myself. And I think, Jeff, it's not letting people feel bad about it. Me going up on stage and admitting my fixed mindset areas let people know that it's okay for you to admit yours too. And then just not stopping. So talking about it on stages, talking about it in our company newsletter. um, I've made it a performance category for our performance development plans. So it is everywhere within our company. And to your point now, it's just a part of the language. Where's your mindset right now?
0: Do you have, I mean, I'm talking about the, the first steps here. Do you have a like a, a roadmap or a guidebook or something that you give people and say, this is how you start to not only have a growth mindset, but recognize a, a fixed
1: mindset? First step is to do exactly what you and I did. Let's start the research. Know, know what it is and start to recognize it within yourself. Everything, everything's going to start from within. So start to recognize it in yourself and then say, Ooh, you know, I think I, I think I do know how to change here, right? Bring awareness to your thoughts and then make the change if you want to. And then, you know, what I tell CEOs and firm leaders, when I do my keynotes to them is you definitely should have, you know, a mindset mentor or a mindset point person. Somebody in the firm should own this initiative and have that person be the one to have the megaphone constantly dripping in on everybody.
0: What What about? Um, I mean, 500 people. There's got to be somebody that's like, this is a bunch of malarkey. Um, <laughs> yes. If is any 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 resistance out there? I mean, what do you do about that? You just say, okay, you're gonna you're gonna slip behind.
1: Yeah, there's of course, there's 100% resistance. And every time I, I present, I could I could see those folks. Um, and just because I like to I typically call them out too. But oh, yes. <laughs> I, could, I could see the fixed mindset in people's faces. Right. But um, yeah, without a doubt, they're 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 naysayers. And what can you do? You definitely can change people's mindset for them. Mm-hmm. So you just, you know, my language is when you're ready, I'm ready. When you're ready to do X, let's have the conversation. When you're ready to change your mindset, let's talk. They will notice on their own, Jeff, because they will start to get passed over. Are,
0: are there ways to to measure the benefits of this at a company? It sounds not so. Yeah,
1: um, not, no, not so quantitatively. I mean, yeah, not so clean and quantitatively as the financial industry, what we're used to and what we like seeing, right? Not with numbers, but what I can say is, you would definitely notice higher levels of execution when you have a growth mindset. You will notice things get done faster when people have a growth mindset. You would definitely notice more engagement, more collaboration in financial firms, definitely more collaboration, even amongst advisors, uh-huh. right? You'll, you'll definitely notice a lot of those things, which are leading indicators of, of growth.
0: Do you know if there's any kind of a test or anything you can take to measure your mindset you know you remember the myers-briggs test
1: yeah there's definitely nothing that I know of I have a little assessment that I found uh-huh. that I use um but again it's it's really it's really situational so sometimes when I conduct workshops I'll start with that assessment but people typically again jeff if you ask nine out of ten people they'll say no growth I'm good I'm good. Um, <laughs> good. It's definitely, it's definitely uh, a, a myth. Is that growth mindset is about being positive or, or being flexible or open minded? You know, the best is when you see somebody who, um, who says their growth mindset and they're really encouraging, right? If I said I was going to do something hard and I was like, "Oh, Jeff, I don't, I don't think I can do this. I'm, I'm really nervous. I'm uncomfortable. I'm afraid the client's going to say no. I'm afraid I'm going to blow the whole sale," and you are really encouraging to me. You would walk away from that conversation saying, oh, I'm so growth mindset. (laughs) But then if you were to turn the table on yourself, right, would you do the same thing that you were encouraging me to do? It's very introspective.
0: Yeah. Ever since I started thinking about this, um, all I can think about is all the ways that I'm a fixed mindset or have (laughs) had a fixed mindset in my life. I'm like, damn it. Why didn't I have this conversation with Elizabeth like 30 years ago?
1: yes it makes such a huge difference
0: who knows what could have happened well i have already told people that i've gone to a podcast and there there are some good ones out there that have you know short 18 20 minute segments that where you can learn things about having uh you know starting what you finish and stuff like that where would you recommend our audience go if they're interested
2: Jeff, if I Jeff, if I could just interrupt, I don't mean to be rude here or insulting. This does sound a little culty, Elizabeth.
1: Ooh, interesting, I mean, and
2: Jeff, don't you think? I mean, this is like you're you're telling me what to th- think hmm. or how to think.
1: That's a great point, Bruce.
0: That's that's the kind of thing I was thinking that you might get in terms of resistance, but address that. Elizabeth. And I do I have a closed <laughs> mindset because I no. think of
1: that,
2: and therefore should I sit in the corner no. for the next
1: three hours? <laughs> no, or no, no, no.
2: Do I go to a re-education camp or something? <laughs>
1: from- you have to start from scratch, Bruce. No, not at all. Okay. Really great. Real. That's a really great question, and thank you for bringing it up. No, no, no. I think that the concept is is that, and the way Dr. Dweck describes it in her book, and how I describe it is, if you want to be the best at something if you want to be better than someone else if you want to excel
2: which is a natural thing right we all want to excel at what we do i mean
1: sometimes bruce but there's plenty of people who are really happy just just being they want to make enough to pay their bills and if they do that that's that's cool
2: yeah but they still want to make a good apple pie you know
1: a good but do they want to make the best bruce or are they happy you know if they like it and it tastes good it's not burnt right It's if you want to be better, if you want to be the best at something, in your mind, right? In your mind.
2: So I have to be Superman now. (laughs) I got to be Uberman. No, I mean, what is not
1: quite Superman? It's if you want to, like I said, if you want to excel or be better at something, this is this is one of the characteristics. This is something that will give you an edge over somebody else. If you were to study, you know, two Olympic athletes who who are on a similar coaching regimen they have really world class coaches they've been phenomenal since they were children right everything about them is really similar it, their mindsets the thoughts that are in their head could make a difference could contribute to their success
2: oh without a doubt
1: yep and that's that's what this is so in those conversations that jeff opened with right what i hear a financial advisors saying a lot is what can i do better this is something this is something you could do better. You could change your thought process. You could open yourself up to doing things differently.
2: Yeah, that all makes sense. It just it, it, it just sounds to me like you're you're instructing people
0: how to think on a day in and day out level. Maybe directing or giving people an opportunity or showing them how they could think differently. Yeah, you don't have to think this way. It's just a it's just something to try.
1: And typically when you do, you'll you'll notice a difference. But to Jeff's point, it's definitely not a have
0: to. So getting back to my question, do you have any, any areas where you could direct people if they are interested in learning more? Um, I know that you don't represent any growth mindset organizations or anything, but you've probably done some research, right?
1: Yes. And there is a ton out there, just like you, Jeff. A simple Google search and you'll find everything. I'm a fan of uh, Hartford uh Harvard Business J- Journal comes out with a lot of a lot of articles on growth mindset. So that's some place where I like to go. Um Dr. Dweck has a TED Talk, The Power of Yet. That's great for growth mindset. Um and I mean there is, there is, to your point, there's a ton. I'm a bigger reader than I am, you know, into video. So um Dr. Dweck has a book, Mindset, The Psychology of Success. That's a great place for um anyone who's skeptical, that's a great place to start.
0: Okay, I know what I'm getting Bruce for Christmas. <laughs> all right. I think it's
2: fascinating, you know, because I have, like I was saying before, I got two 15 year old kids. Uh, Jeff, you're, a, you know, your your son is a is you know all grown, but you got a grandson here. You want to try to communicate with your kids and and you know get them focused on what they need to do to achieve and be successful, right? So I'm very open to these kinds of things. I'm just wary of you know, methods of, of, uh, thinking, I guess, you know, just my natural skepticism.
1: Do you, do you notice it in your kids, Bruce? Do they ever come home talking about it? It's very, very popular in schools, more so elementary. I think your kids are a little
2: older. Uh, no, not, not, not in the schools. My, my kids attended here in the city. Yeah.
1: No. Very, very popular. I think, I think mostly in, in, in elementary, but her work is heavy into schools to tell children just because you, you failed a test doesn't mean you're a failure or just because this is hard doesn't mean you can't do it. It just means you're, you know, you have, you're not able to do it yet.
0: Right. All right. Good stuff. I hope we all learned a lot and who have changed our mindset to be growthier. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm certainly uh, fascinated by it. I, I hope it, I hope I can make myself a little bit better at everything I do, but uh Elizabeth Heiza, Barnum Financial Group, really good stuff. Thank you very much for, for the insights and the perspectives.
1: Thank you. Thank you both.
2: All right. Thank you, Jeff. Uh, launching every Monday, it's the Investment News Podcast. We want to thank our very special guest, different kind of guest today, uh, Elizabeth Heiza of Barnum Financial Group. We also want to thank our producer, Angelica Hester. You can find the podcast, of course, at investmentnews.com and Apple, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Leave us a review on Apple. Please follow us on Spotify. Uh, if you want to reach out to Jeff, his Twitter handle is at VeggieWriter. Mine's at The News guy. Stay tuned, and we'll be talking to you next week.